0: And the first voice which I heard was as it were of a trumpet, the trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up higher, come up higher, come up higher. you do not know, come up higher, to a higher design for living, come up higher, to a higher design for living, hallelujah,
1: hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are tuned in to the Higher Design for Living Radio Broadcast. We welcome you to the Higher Design for Living Internet Radio Broadcast this morning. We thank you for joining us. We give God all glory, honor, and praise for your presence on this line this morning. We just thank the Lord for you this morning our radio audience, and we thank God for the blog talk radio. God has made many ways that his word can be manifested and, and spoken throughout the earth. And we thank God that he's called us as another voice crying in the wilderness for the people of God, the saints of God, to come up higher in the things of God, to see things from his perspective that he may show us great and mighty things which must come and things we know not of. So we just bless the Lord this morning again for your honoring us with your presence. Hallelujah. This is Elder Gloria Holloway, president and CEO of the Center of Renewal Ministries International. And again, we just bless God for you to count it an honor and a privilege that you have joined us and that God has anointed and appointed us to speak into your life for such a time as this. And as always, we want to give a shout-out to those that God has divinely connected us with in this hour. And we want to start off by giving honor to uh, uh, Dr. Bishop E. Fabian and Tucker, of In His Presence Ministries located at twenty seven twenty five Tenth Street Northeast in Washington D.C. and that's the Noyes Elementary School and the entrance to the church is on the Franklin Street side and again that's the Noyes Elementary School 2725 10th Street Northeast. The service starts every Sunday morning at ten a.m. There's intercessory prayer starting at nine forty five a.m. And so we just thank God for the ministry and the gift that God has given to the body of Christ through Pastor Fabian Tucker. And we want to send a shout-out also to Pastor Emmanuel Bayou at Christ Liberated Church at 2404 Queen Mitchell Road in Gainesville, Maryland. And the service starts there also at 10 a.m. We send a shout-out to Elder Sheila Keelz who uh, ministers in Suitland, Maryland Maryland, of the Lab Fellowship Temple of Praise uh, uh, and also on Monday night at the prayer line uh, is at 7.30 p.m. and we pray that you will join us for such a powerful time and the Lord as we cry out between the porch and the altar for the people of God for all those that God has placed on our hearts that we are used as his mouthpiece even in intercession as we uh, follow after the chief intercessor, the Lord Jesus Christ. And we just, again, have such a powerful time every Monday night. That God, just, God just moves in such a powerful way, and we refer to that as the hot, hot, hot prayer line because the hotness and the presence of the person We know that the Holy Spirit is a consuming fire, and we just bless God that he turns up the fire, and that, that his power is manifested in such a way on that prayer line. And then on Thursday evenings at 7.30 p.m., we call what we call the, the radical uh, prayer line, and that's with uh, Pastor Prophetess uh, Jacqueline Morse of Real Life Ministries, and that's the power for living prayer line. And again, God is just moving by his power, by his spirit in such a radical way, such a powerful way. We know that we all have been anointed of God to do great and mighty works, but God uses us based on how He's made us. So the manifestation and the expression of the anointing is is, is experienced in such a, a unique way on each one of these prayer lines. So join us on this Thursday to hear what the Lord is saying, and also to to if you have any prayer requests that you you want to pray on behalf of someone or someone um, uh, or yourself, then you want to please join us because the prayers of the righteous do avail of much, and God has been answering as always. He answers the prayers of his people because he is the one who said that we are to pray without ceasing, and nothing can be manifested in the earth but only through prayer. And so you want to call in uh, for a uh, Monday night, so sorry to give you a number for that. On Monday night, this, uh, the number to call in is 218-936-4700. The passcode is 2092-2406, 218-936-4700. Passcode is two zero nine two four zero six. And on Thursday night, the passcode is 218 218- 862 6789 8, 8, 6789 6, the access code is 919873 919873 and then every morning at 6am really starting at 5.50 am if you have any special prayer request. Other than that, we go into the throne room at 6 a.m. If you want to start your day in a powerful way to ensure the peace and the joy of the Lord and that you will have a fruitful day, that God will be glorified, you want to join us as we cry out and intercede on this prayer line. And I tell you again, God just moves in a special way. So don't think because you've been on one prayer line, you've been on them all. Because you have not. Because God, again, He's never the same. His methodologies change. His word is always the same, but how He moves and and how we experience Him is always different. We cannot settle. We cannot compromise. We can't think because we've been a certain place that it's always going to be the same. Because we serve a progressive God. And he takes us from glory to glory. Hallelujah. And that's with the, uh, again, with Pastor Fabian Tucker. And that's the IHP House of Prayer Line. And you want to call in on that line every week, seven days a week. We, we never sleep. We never doze. We're always there uh, crying out on behalf of the people of God according to the leading of his precious Holy Spirit. And the number to call in for that prayer line is 712. 712- four three two three oh six six seven one two four three two three oh six six. The access code is nine one one five seven And then of course there's uh uh the Prophetess Hartfield of the Global Intercessory Prayer Ministry in Atlanta, Georgia. You want to join her every uh, morning at 9 a.m. or every evening at 7 at 11 p.m. Every evening at 11 p.m. except Wednesdays uh, for intercessory prayer. And I tell you, if you want to have church in a special and a powerful way on the line, then this is the prayer line that you want to call on. That the 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 gift of prophecy flows like nothing, uh, uh, like like flowing water. God just uses. Prophet is heartfelt in such a mighty way, and all those who join with her on this prayer line again, is just a unique way that God is moving by his power and his spirit on these prayer lines. And to join us on that prayer line is 507 726 4240. 507 726 4240. The access code is 100087. Access code is one zero 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 eight seven. And then last and certainly not least is the prayer line for the uh, for Pastor Jordan of New Life Covenant Church. And that's every Wednesday morning at five AM. A intercessory prayer starts at five AM and then she gives a powerful word of encouragement starting at 5.30. So, again, you you definitely want to join us on these prayer lines. The number to call in for the divine connection, which is, again, every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., is 712-432-0075, 712-432-0075. The access code is seven three two four one. The access code is seven three two four one. And again, uh uh to, to get a word of encouragement, a word that you can you can go on this line and that's with Minister Sarah Blanche, uh, uh as the Lord has placed on her heart to do a daily dose of encouragement, uh and it's to inspire, to uplift and empower. And again, you can call any time during the day, as many times as you want. You can call, and whenever you feel involved, and you can't get to anybody, and, and you and you want to just hear good from the Lord, then you definitely want to call on this number. It's 855-466-7872, 855-466-7872, and this is a powerfully anointed woman of God, and I tell you, the spirit of the Lord is just upon her, and it just flows even through these airlines and airways where God has gifted her to speak words that will bring encouragement to his people. So, again, there's no excuse for us not to go into prayer. There is no excuse. Again, the word of God says that we are to pray without ceasing. And so there are many times from 6 o'clock to 11 o'clock at night. There are different times every day of the week. If you're not one who you say maybe you don't know how to pray or you don't know what to pray, then you can go on these prayer lines and just be a part and bask in the glory of the Lord that's flowing through these airways. I tell you, the presence of God, there is no distance in the spirit. So God just moves by his power and by his spirit, and I tell you, you will not be disappointed. And, again, there's, there's, we we always getting praise reports, so we're not just praying just to be praying. We're praying with expectation that God is going to move. He already knows, but, again, we have to speak it out of our mouths because we serve a speaking God. He spoke everything into existence. Death and life is in the power of the tongue, so we want to speak that, which we want, not the problem, but we want to speak the solution, which is the word of God. And God knows our desires, but we have to speak it because we never will. And God will not usurp our will. So if you want God to move in your life, you have a desire, then you need to speak it out of your mouth in the name of Jesus and know without a shadow of a doubt that God will do just what he said in his word in the mighty name of Jesus. He'll do it because he's faithful. He's faithful, great is his faithfulness, and so we just serve a, a gracious and, 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 and faithful God, and we're just thankful to him even on this morning. Hallelujah. And he said, well, two of us, we are gathered together in his name, and then and, and he's in the midst of us. and we are gathered together in his name. Though we may not be together physically, but we are together on this broadcast, and so we just bless the Lord for his presence even now on this broadcast in jesus mighty name so shall we have a word of prayer and then we will go on into our teaching for this morning Father, we just give you the glory, the honor, and the praise this morning. We magnify you and we glorify you, oh, God. We thank you right now, Lord God, for you know the hearts of your people, Lord God, and we thank you right now, God, for answering every prayer, every supplication, every request, oh, God. And, God, we thank you right now that you have prepared the hearts and the minds of those that are listening in this morning or whenever they are able to listen in, God, because we just thank you, Lord God, for this venue, for this uh, 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 avenue Lord god that you have given us oh god to to release your word out out into the cyberspace oh god they're all over the world god you are speaking all over the world oh god this broadcast is is airing right now god and we thank you right now god that you're drawing all those that you have purpose to hear this word, this morning, Lord God, and we know that your word will not return back to you void, that it shall perform that which you sent it to do, O oh God. So, God, we thank you right now for the overflow, for the abundance, O oh God, for the supernatural power <clears throat> of your spirit, Lord God, all that you have purchased and ordained for us, your people, Lord God. Though there's lack in the world, there is no lack within the body of Christ, we thank you for supernatural increase. Even now, oh God, as we take a hold and grab a hold of this word, Lord God, God is by faith, oh God, and through our obedience, God, that your will is able to be manifested in our lives, oh God, because it gives you pleasure to bless your people. You promised it, oh God, your word states it, Lord God, and we're standing on your word, and we know that you're able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think, oh God. No matter what it is, we stand in need of whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, Lord, or was it's spiritual, Lord God, no matter what. We need God You are the supplier of every need or every good and perfect gift Comes from you So we thank you even now As we hear your word this morning Oh God As you re- we receive the revelation of your truth Oh God They're being sealed in our hearts Oh God And taking root, Oh God In Jesus mighty name Oh God And as we After we hear this word this morning We'll continue to meditate on it And read it over again And mull over Oh God And meditate on it Oh God That we are watering it And it's taking root and growing up to bear fruit for the kingdom of God. So, God, we thank you even now for your faithfulness, O God, and all that you're doing, O God, and all that you're going to do, O God, for the manifestation of your glory in the earth. In Jesus' mighty and blessed name, let have your way on this broadcast, O God. You speak, Lord. You say what we need to hear. You teach Holy Spirit. Have your way, have your way, have your way. Hallelujah. We welcome you, Holy Spirit, on this broadcast this morning. We thank you for your holy presence, even now, in Jesus' mighty and blessed name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Glory to your name. Hallelujah. So we thank the Lord this morning. Our topic this morning is? beyond the natural and to the supernatural and we also have a subtopic of the blessings during the time of famine. And we know that both of these topics go hand in hand and they really just so that we will have a focus for this morning and knowing what it is that you are speaking to your people this morning that we receive the truth of your word that you are able to manifest that which you have purposed through this word. So we thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So, again, we're talking about the blessings during the time of famine uh, and the beyond the natural into the supernatural because we know that we serve a supernatural God, and we know that we live here in the natural, and God is wanting to do as never before, and it was always his intent. Uh, that we are able to operate and flow in the supernatural because we too are supernatural beings because God is in us and we have a spirit man that has been renewed, regenerated. And God has said in this word that we are to walk in the spirit at all times. And so God is wanting again to move and to show forth his power and his glory and the blessings. For his people through supernatural, because he again he is a supernatural God. Hallelujah! He supersedes. He passes over all all that um, we are able to do. And when situations seem impossible, then we know that even the more that it is not impossible, because nothing is impossible with God. All things are are possible through God, our Father. Our uh, source, the Lifter of our heads, He's able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Hallelujah! And we know that many are are going through a time where there's recession. Many are going through a time where they you know they don't have jobs because everybody's downsizing, businesses are closing, uh, even schools are closing down. The only thing that seems to really be flourishing are the prisons. And that's because there are so many that have lost hope and so many that have taken things into their own hands and they're trying to make a way out of no way in and of themselves. But how many know that when we allow God to move and have His reign in our lives, that we are able to walk in the fullness and the abundance of God no matter what. So we want to focus on uh, many of the, the famines that are. Uh, are mentioned in the Bible to show again the principles of God, and again, God is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And and as David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. And we, the people of God, those who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, are the righteousness of God, and and we are the righteous uh, because of the God, because of God Himself, because of His Son Jesus Christ. So we're not going to be begging for bread. If we believe in the word of God, we're standing on the word of God, we have faith and confidence in our God, then we don't have to worry. We don't have to fret. He said, fear not. We don't have to fear. We don't have to get caught up in what's going on in the lives of those who are not saved because God, again, he's made provision for us. So we're going to look at several scriptures this morning, and it's to build our faith that we're able, that our faith may rise as never before, that we're able to grab a hold to the promises of God, that if there is any lack in whatever area of our lives that as we continue to grab a hold of the truths of God and embrace them and receive them and and. And and they said they come by hearing and the hearing of the word of God as we continue to hear the word and hear the word again to mull over to meditate on it to speak it out of our mouths uh, just as he told Joshua he said let this word not depart out of your mouth he said as you continue to meditate on it day and night that you and do what it says because again he said we're not just to be hearers of the word but we're to be doers of the word. So as we do what the Word of God is saying, so whatever uh, the Lord has given us to speak this morning, you hear it in whatever direction you hear, whatever you hear God speaking to you that you need to do, then you need to do it. And again, it's about our obedience. It's about our faith. And those two things are necessary depending on what it is we are desiring and needing of the Lord. So when we look at uh, uh, we want to first look at uh, Genesis twelve ten, and and I I will read what it says here. And it says, and there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down into Egypt to sojourn there, for the famine was grievous in the land. So again, there there are many scriptures here that we're going to highlight, and that's just one of them where it first talks about uh, the famine being in the land. And if we look throughout the word of God, and each time that the famine is listed, the majority of the the times that the famine is listed, it was because of the the disobedience of the people. It was because God was trying to get the people's attention. It was because of something that the people were doing that was not lining up with the will and the way of God, and that was a way that God allowed the famine to come to get their attention. And and so even though those around the, the those that God had chosen to be His people, that even though they were there, God ensured that they would not be. If they did what God said, that they would not be affected by the famine in the land. So with Abram, he was told to go to Canaan uh, um, as, as to going to the promised land. And and we know that, you know, Abram did not go all the way up to where he was told to go. Um, and we also know that when he did go there, that there the land was not filled with milk and honey at that time. But but throughout when we look at the again, when we look at the different scriptures, uh, even when we look in um uh, first King eighteen and two and the British, we'll be talking about Elijah here, and Elijah went to show himself unto Ahab and there was sore fam a sore famine in Samaria. And again, in that instance God was speaking had been speaking to the people and he uh, used Elijah to declare a famine over the land, and we also know that he also used Elijah when it was time for the famine to end to uh, uh, speak the word that the abundance of rain was coming. Uh, so when we look when we look at that scripture, also you know, so again we have to we have to be in agreement with God. I mean, what God is saying for right now. Uh, the famine in our land right now may not be the same, but there's still a famine in the land. In other words, there's still a recession. There's still a lack for many, and for some people, it is a famine. Some people are starving. Some people don't have clothes to wear, and and not a and a roof over their head. Some people don't have those uh, 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 things that we many of us take for granted because for whatever reason, and and sometimes it's because that. Of something they may have done, but in this instance, when we talk about our the state of our country, it is because of the actions of those that have been the leadership and those that have been over the businesses and the and the greed and the bad mistakes and our bad decisions and, and all of that are have caused us to be much in the situation that we're in economically right now, and because many in leadership have. We have rejected God and want to uh, uh, just pull him up out of everything and and want to consider and not even consider him or consider anybody as their God but themselves and their money. And so when we walk into disobedience and we go contrary to the word of God, then we open ourselves up to allow the enemy to come in and wreak havoc in our lives. And so, uh, uh, and, and that's what's happening, of course, with our nation, but then even in our own personal lives, we, we you know, whenever we hear the word of God, it's always a time of self examination. So if you're experiencing something in your life that, that, that you're not pleased with, that you don't feel that you, you should be in that situation right now, then, you know, and again, we're talking about the family, we're talking about, uh, uh, material gain, we're talking about even the healing of your body, you know, there are different things that we do that will cause us to uh, even get sick, you know, well, there are different things that we can do that we open up our lives to the enemy where God will remove the hedge of protection uh, because of our disobedience, that protection is not there, or that fellowship is not there because of our disobedience to the word of God when we operate or live contrary to the will and the way of God. So again we have to be in agreement with God, with His Word. And we know we we've been talking about a shift that's taking place, uh, and it's definitely taking place in our country and therefore of course in our personal lives, a shifting that is is taking place with and then change that is coming. And we know that, that again God purpose purposely For His glory, even in this situation, even in the hard times that many are experiencing right now, the light is shining. The light of the Lord is shining ever so brightly uh, in the earth and through, and that is of course through us, His people, as we continue to stand on the Word of God, and uh, also in the Book of Genesis when we talk about the people of Israel. Uh, um, there were they was a people who knew the signs of the times, and not only did they know the signs of the times, but they also had the wisdom of the Lord to be able to tell those, their people what it was they needed to do uh, as it related to the signs of the times, and so they operated in the wisdom of God, and God has raised up some people even in this day that have the wisdom of God uh, operating in their lives. and. And we know also that the um, the word of God tells us about wisdom. In Proverbs, it talks about wisdom. That's the book of wisdom as we refer to it, where we are to seek the wisdom of the Lord. And in the book of James, it, it says that there is no limit to the wisdom of God, as much wisdom as we want the Lord will give us wisdom, more of his wisdom, because as the finances come, as the blessings come, as the healings come, to be able to maintain and hold on to it, that we don't go back into those situations, we have to be able to flow and to walk in the wisdom of God. So God is wanting us to cry out for wisdom right now so that as he sends the blessings, whatever they may be that you are believing God for, that you have the wisdom uh and to be a good steward and to hold on to the blessings that God allows to come into your life. And in Proverbs two six it says, For the Lord giveth wisdom, out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. And Proverbs two seven, he layeth up fair wisdom for the righteous. And again, we are the righteous. So God has laid up fair wisdom for us. He is a buckler to them who walk uprightly. So again, God is a buckler for those of us who are, who are walking uprightly before him and living according to his word. He is a buckler. He's a strip. He's that thing that holds us together. Uh, in Proverbs two ten it says, When wisdom enters thine heart and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul. So we have to allow wisdom to enter into our heart and that it may be pleasant within our souls. And it says happy in Proverbs 3.13 it says, happy is the man that finds the wisdom and the man that geteth understanding. So again, in all thy getting, in all the getting of the wisdom, you all the receiving and finding wisdom, you want to get understanding. As the Lord by wisdom hath founded the earth, by understanding hath he established the heavens. And so again, the word says that we are to cry out and run after wisdom. And we just bless God for that, you know. I think about uh, Joseph, uh um, when his brothers had had uh uh, uh threw him in the pit and really wanted to kill him, but because of one of the brothers he was not killed. And of course he got sold into slavery and uh uh but God, you know, because God had showed him some dreams and showed him uh what he was gonna be doing for his family, for the people. Um uh, that God had called him to uh, to be over his family at a certain point in time, but because he did not uh, have the wisdom to either hold on to the revelation. Well, he didn't fully have the revelation, but he knew that it was good, and, and he did not know what to do with that word. He knew it was good, and he just wanted to share it. So he did not have the wisdom to hold on to that or even to present it in such a way that the others would not be offended, but I, I believe either way they would have been offended because they really didn't like him anyway. And you know he was the favorite of of his father, and we know that he uh, was given a coat of many colors, and which you know we say represents um, the the many uh, uh, blessings or ministries or businesses or. Uh, of the anointing that was upon his life and how God would use him in such an awesome way. But, of course, we know that there was a time of preparation that Joseph had to go through because he, you know, he had to be humble. He had to learn how to walk in wisdom and all of that. He, he had his heart was right towards God, but there were some things he had to learn. And that's the same thing with us. When we go through uh, our wilderness experience and that which I believe that God is wanting to manifest in the lives of 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 some of us is that uh um we and we have to go through that time of preparation so that when God does send that which he has purposed that we're able to walk it out, that we are walking it out because we've been prepared, because we're walking in the wisdom of God. So uh, um, when we when we look at at Joseph's life as a, I believe a very good example, and because of the time, because of where we are economically, not even in this country, all around the world, because there are many countries, nations that we didn't you know that were at the top just like we were, and they're going through different situations financially as we are and i believe god has raised up people all around the world to be distributors as he did uh with joseph and i believe that god is wanting to speak to us today about that anointing that was upon joseph that's upon many within the body of christ and and releasing that anointing and i believe that's one of the reasons for uh this broadcast this morning that through this broadcast, God is releasing uh that anointing throughout to those that are listening that He has determined to be a part of the uh, distribution or the anointing that he has placed upon uh Joseph, so when we think of again when we think about the story with joseph and and I will refer back and forth uh with joseph and and uh Chapter 45 of Genesis um, so you really want to really want to take a look at that where the Lord um, Has been speaking to them and and, um, and and where I am right now is where Joseph reveals his identity to his family You know he's gone through the prison and and all of that and, and even you know came out and went back in because Potiphar's wife was running after him and And, of course, you know, they threw him back in the prison. But wherever he was placed, he flourished. God used him. He was blessed of the Lord. And the glory and the, um, the anointing that was on his life, because he was blessed to walk in the finances and the economics, that even in the prison he was still blessed financially. There was no lack even for him in the prison even though we know that there were times that he was beaten and gone through a lot of stuff that most prisoners go through. But even in that, he was called to be the head, even over the prison, even over Potiphar's house. And and then, of course, and all of this, again, was preparation for where God was taking him. And so that's the same thing with us. You know, we may cry and complain about the different Uh, our situations that we go through, the suffering that we go through, the persecution that we go through, the false accusations that we go through. But again, it's all a preparation for where God is taking us and where God has purposed for us to be ultimately. And again, for many that God has called to be distributors of the wealth that is coming into the body of Christ, that we have to walk in integrity. We have to walk in character so that God will know when we are, he's able to trust us that he will release that which he has purposed for us into our hands, that we are able to be a blessing to others because that's, again, the word of God says that we are blessed to be a blessing. And so um, on, um, in Chapter 45 of Genesis, um, Uh, Verse 7, it says, and God sent me before you, and this is Joseph talking to his brothers. Uh, I'm going to read from the New Living Translation. And God has sent me ahead of you to keep you and your families alive to preserve many survivors. So it was God who sent me here, not you. And he is the one who made me an advisor to Pharaoh, the manager of his entire palace, and the governor of all egypt so again he's telling them you know yeah what you meant was evil what you did was wrong and but god has sent me to preserve the prosperity in other words again to to keep your families alive to preserve your families and that that even though you did it to hurt me you did it to do me wrong but god is the one who allowed it. And god is the one who sent me here because. God had an ultimate purpose that went beyond what you thought, I thought, and anybody else. And, again, that's the same thing with us. We may be in a situation and and people have done us wrong, but it's God is allowing it because God knows where he has purpose and what he has ordained for us. And how, again, he was the manager over the entire palace and the governor, and God made him the governor, well, through through or a potter for God made him um to be over and the governor of all of Egypt and so I'm, you know this is just just a blessed account of of what God has purposed um for the man of God and for the and, and and of course using Joseph as an example for us the people of God and how he's just ordained for us to be, many of us to be gatekeepers and distributors of, again, of the wealth that is coming um, to the body of Christ. But, again, there's there's a, a preparation. There's a preparation for us to be able to walk in character and integrity. And many times we're going to be tested until God knows that we are ready. And so we want to go on to look at um, uh, Genesis 47, Genesis 47, and I'm going to start at verse 12. And it says, and Joseph provided food for his father and his brothers in amounts appropriate to the number of their dependents, including the smallest children. Meanwhile, the famine became so severe that all the food was used up and people were starving through the lands of Egypt and Canaan. And then we want to skip down to uh, verse 18. But that year ended, and the next year they came again and said, we cannot hide the truth from you, my Lord. Our money is gone, all of our livestock is gone, and our cattle are gone. We have nothing left to give but our bodies and our land. Why should we die before your very eyes? Buy us and our land in exchange for food. We offer our land and ourselves as slaves for Pharaoh. Just give us grain so we may live and not die, and so the land does not become empty and desolate. And it says So Joseph bought all the land of Egypt for Pharaoh. All the Egyptians sold him their fields because the famine was so severe, and soon all the land belonged to Pharaoh. As for the people, he made them all slaves from one end of Egypt to the other. The only land he did not buy was the land belonging to the priests. They received an allotment of food directly from Pharaoh, so they didn't need to sell their land. And so again, we see, uh, this is from um, Genesis 47, starting at verse 12, all the way through, Verse 22, so we see the transfer of wealth that has happened here. And so, again, this is just an example of how God will transfer that from one people to another people. And, again, all for his divine purpose, all for what he purposed even before uh, Joseph was able. You know, from the beginning of time, we know that God has called us and that he has ordained a purpose for us. So we can't get into how God does it. And I'm sure Joseph would have have preferred that God did it a different way without, you know, him going through the process in the way that he did with being thrown in the pit and then into the prisons and and going through all of the suffering that he did. But that was humbling him, it was building his integrity and his character. By the time his brothers came to him, Uh, He was not just the older person, not looking like himself the last time they saw him, but he was also a changed person on the inside. And so that's the same thing for many of us. When we come out of the the wilderness experience, the prisons, or whatever the process is that God has taken us through, when we come out of it, we're not going to look the same to people. We're going to be different. We may look the same physically on the outside, but on the inside, we're not the same people because of what God has allowed us to go through to change us from the inside out to be all that he's called us to be, that we can wrap out that which he has purpose for us, because we know that it's easy. The more God uses us, the more uh, we are what we consider blessed because we got stuff and things and all of that. But he said we are blessed to be a blessing. The overflow comes because God has a purpose in it, and that's the upbuild his kingdom. And so if we're not prepared, if we're not, uh, uh, our hearts are not changed, if we're not humble, if we're uh, um, not uh, allowing the God to build integrity and character, then we are most likely going to abuse that which God has given us. And we see that many times when people hit the lottery or some kind of sweepstakes or something, you know, because their minds have not been renewed, their minds have not been changed, they still have the same old mindset. Therefore, they're just going to do more of what they were doing before. So if you get somebody who's maybe smoking a pack of cigarettes a week, by the time they get all the, the funds and stuff, they're going to be smoking, you know, pots a day because they can afford it. So whatever is in us, whether it's good or whether it's bad, is going to increase because of the funds. Unless God changes our heart, unless uh, we, we walk in integrity and in character and allow God to work in us that, that he may work out of us that which he has ordained. And again, I I believe that um, Joseph is a very good example of how God is wanting to move in this hour and in this time within the body of Christ. And so again, when we look at many of the instances where it talks about the um, the famine in the land, uh, you know, in the book of, of Second Kings and First Kings and, and uh, all throughout the Old Testament, you see that there were many famines that was in the land, but there were certain instances where uh, the supernatural happened. And, and you know, when, one thing that I found in looking at these different um, uh, accounts of the famine, that God was, is, is showing that when it comes to the supernatural, It's mainly about our obedience. It's mainly about our obedience that uh, we are, God is able to show forth that which he has purpose for us. It's about our obedience. It's not about our faith. It's about our obedience because, you know, in in those times, you know, even though some of them knew God, some of them didn't, some of them had a relationship, and some of them did not. But they they received the word that when the prophet spoke something, whatever he told them to do, because the prophet was the one who was speaking what God was speaking, because the most of the people did not have a personal relationship with the Lord. The Lord had his relationships with his prophet, was with his priest. And so when the prophet spoke, that was the voice of God speaking. And so people obeyed it, whether they agreed with it or not, it wasn't even about their faith, but it was about their obedience. So when we look at the the story in 1 Kings 7, uh, verse 3 through 8, where it talks about the four lepers that were outside the camp and everybody was starving, and this was during the time of famine. Uh, uh, it was, you know, laid upon their hearts that so they would go into the camp. They didn't hear the word from the prophet. The prophet had spoken to the people of what was going to happen by that time the next day and how they were going to be blessed with all of this uh, increase. And that uh, um, God used the four lepers to go into the enemy's camp, and God allowed a lot of supernatural situation to happen where he scattered the enemy and they left all of their possessions in the camp, and the lepers went in. So they were like, you know, we go in. Um, we stand a chance, if we stay out here, there's no doubt that we're going to die. Because if we go in, they may feed us, and they may let us live, and they may not, but we're going to take our chances. So they went into the enemy's camp, God had scattered the enemy, so all of everything was left, and I think it took like three days before, uh, or they made at least three trips into the camp, and then they finally told everybody else, and then the word that Elijah had uh, had spoken, it came to pass. Elisha had spoken, it came to pass uh, that about that time, the next day, the possessions that they would have and how old stuff would be selling, selling for little or nothing because there would be such an abundance. And then we look at 1st King with Elijah, where there again was a famine and how he told them, he said, I hear there the sound of the abundance of rain, but so they had been in a famine for. I think it was three years or so that they were in a famine. Uh, and then we look at second Kings eight six where uh there was again a famine and uh in that famine there was um a lady who Elijah told to Lysha had told to leave her house because of the famine for seven years. She left but she came back. So there's also restoration. So she went before the king and he and went uh was she had left behind, she was restored to her. So even during the famine, even though you've lost so much or whatever, God is a restorer of that which you've lost during the time of famine in your life. So, again, it's, it's all about abundance, you know, it's, again. And, and and when we look at the famine, uh, even with Abraham, with Jacob and Isaac and all of them, they never suffered. During the famine They never suffered If you look at the accounts of them You will see that there was famine all around them But God always made a way For them to have what they needed Even in abundance And uh, in First Kings 17 uh, Verses 6, 15 through 16 It talks about the overflow Of the lady that um, uh, Where Elijah uh, Yes the overflow where the lady uh, had ran out of, uh, she didn't have anything. And so he told her because of her faith and, again, her obedience to go forth and to do uh, what he told her to do. So with the flour and the oil uh, during the time of famine, because she allowed him to come into her house and she did what the prophet told her, she did not live without and so uh and then there was another account uh in second Kings four, verses five through seven where again the the uh widow lady, um, they were I think they were gonna come and take her son. So let's look at that right quick. And um anyway, she had to to be obedient. She had to do what the prophet told her to do. Uh, yes. Okay, so she said, my husband who served you is dead, and you know how he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves, and that's Elisha with a poor widow, and that's in uh, uh, Chapter 4. And so she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. And then, of course, he said, you know, to keep pouring until there were no more jobs. And then, with no more jobs, then the oil stopped flowing. And when she told the man of God what had happened, he said to her, Now sell the olive oil and pay your debts, and you and your sons can live on what is left over. So that means they had more than enough to live on until, obviously, until they died, because it doesn't sound like there was no end to it. So back then we know that that oil was so precious, and and so it brought her much wealth. So that there was no lack. So again, the supernatural, but she did as she was told. Even when we look at the story in the in the New Testament, where Jesus went to the wedding party and they ran out of out of wine, and and his mother told the the people, uh, I don't know if it was disciples or some of the people there that will help with the wedding, she told them to do as he said, just do. Whatever he tells you to do, just do it. And as they went and got the water pot to fill them with water, the water then turned to wine. So as we are obedient to whatever it is God is speaking, whether it's a natural person that tells you, you know, somebody tells you, you listen to your pastor, a preacher, a prophet, or whether you're reading the word and the Holy Spirit is speaking through you to the word, whatever it is he tells you to do, just obey, just obey. So we talk about material gain. A lot of times many of us don't have the material gain that we desire is because we're not obeying what the word of God says. So again, when you're reading something and it's speaking to your spirit and you know its direction, do what the Word of God says. Just you listen to a preacher, and even as you're listening to me now, whatever it is you're hearing that God is speaking to your spirit, man, you want to do just that. And many times you hear uh, people when they're taking up uh, collections or, or support for many of the TV ministries, and they'll tell you about how the Lord spoke to their spirits or if somebody said something and, and they got a witness and it registered in their spirit to give a certain amount of money. Uh, and not to give it because just because somebody says it, because we know that there are all kinds of games out there, but when somebody speaks something and you have that witness in your spirit that you know God is speaking, then you want to obey it. Only when you know God is speaking, don't try to talk yourself out of it now, but whatever it is, God, you know the Lord is speaking, be obedient, and God will bless. So again, it's not about just giving because somebody says you're supposed to give. You to give when you are led of the Holy Spirit, other than your tithes and your regular offerings when you're giving that sacrificial offering or when you're giving out of your, the norm of what God says in his word in that particular situation, whatever that need may be, whatever he tells you to do, he may tell you to give money, he may tell you to walk around the corner and wave at somebody. Whatever it is he tells you to do, then you do whatever it is so that you will receive whatever it is God has promised. And when we look in the New Testament also with people that need a deliverance or they need uh, healing that it was not just their obedience but there was also their faith that was needed or somebody else's faith because sometimes you know you're so sick you're so out of it, you don't even have the energy or the strength and somebody can have faith for you so good standing in agreement with that person uh, so that they're able to receive the blessings of God so whatever it is you may be standing in need of this morning whatever you believe in God for this morning I truly believe that God is wanting us as never before to move beyond the natural. Stop looking at your situation. Stop looking at what you don't have. Stop looking at how you've done things in the past. Stop listening to other people who are telling you to do things that don't line up with what God is telling you right now. And it could be the right thing. It could be something that makes sense. But if the Lord is not telling you to do that, because there's sometimes that 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 uh we can again it's all about hearing God's voice. It's all about being in God's word and listening to what God is saying to you and knowing that you are doing what God is saying. So, you know, we talk about Wanting uh, certain things from the Lord. But we have to also remember that we have to be in right relationship, right standing with God, in fellowship with God. You're not going to know the words of God unless you spend time in his presence. And that's in his presence is being quiet, is reading his word, is in prayer, uh, uh, it's listening to messages, but mainly it's, it's being in prayer and it's being quiet. And when I say in prayer, I don't mean asking for something. I mean just being quiet or just communing with God and, 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 and giving him the glory and the honor that's due his name and just listening to him and allowing him to speak to you that you may get the direction you need that will bring forth the supernatural situation that you're believing God for. For he said, signs, wonders, and miracles will follow those who believe. So, again, we're speaking God's word back to him and speaking it not because he's forgotten it, but so that we're putting that out in the airway. And so, again, faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as many times as we hear it, as many times as we speak it, as many times as we hear somebody else say it, as many times as we read it, and many times when you're reading the word, you read the word out loud that so you may hear the word again. And so, again, regurgitating the Word, meditating over the Word, till you really get it down. Whatever that situation, if you need finances, find scriptures, and find, go through these scriptures about the famine and how God blessed in spite of the famine. So in spite of the famine, God is wanting to bless the people of God as never before. God is wanting to manifest. we talking about the, the wealth of the wicked being laid up for the just. We hear many talk about the transfer of the wealth of the wicked that's into the hands of God's people. But if we're not in, in, in the right position, if we're not knowing that this is something that God is speaking for this hour, then we can very well miss it because God may be giving you instruction. And again, he may tell you to give money. He may not tell you to give money. He may tell you to do almost anything. And most of the time it's something that seems so um, uh, trivial or silly or ridiculous, but if you know that God is speaking, I don't care how ridiculous it is, how trivial it may seem, how out of the ordinary or how it may not even seem like it has anything to do with what it is you you're believing God for, but if you know that God is speaking to you, then you want to do what he says. If he tell you to go fill the water pot, to go fill the water pots, again, if he tells you to to go over somebody's house or to give them something, whatever it is he tells you to do, again, the supernatural comes about because of our obedience. And that's because many are, are without funds for their lives, for their ministries, for their businesses. So you want to do what God is telling you to do. So uh, I just I just tell you right now, and we put all of this into practice. Again, hearing the word of God, but also being a doer of the word of God. So God is saying be obedient. If you're expecting and needing healing, then he's saying not just be obedient, but let, I release your faith, believe him, and know that he's able to heal you and do whatever he says. He may tell you to go wash in the pool of salon. He may tell you to pick up your bed and walk. Again, whatever it is, that's your faith in action, in Jesus' name. So, God, we thank you for your word that has gone forth today. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And, God, we thank you for the supernatural that's going to be manifested in the lives of your people through our obedience to your word, to your will, and to your way. We thank you, Lord God, for moving even now on behalf of your people, in our hearts, giving us direction, giving us instruction, God, that we are able, Lord, that we obey your commands, O oh God, that you may manifest supernaturally that which we need, that which we're desiring, and that which we believe in. So we give you the glory, honor, and praise, God, and we thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice, O oh God, and we thank you for hallelujah, for obedience, God, for obedience, God, for obedience, God. For obedience, God no matter how ridiculous it may seem, no matter how out of it may seem, no matter how contrary it may seem, when well, we know that it's lining up, you're not going to tell us to do anything to hurt ourselves, God. So, God, we thank you right now. We don't have to wonder if it's you because, God, you're not going to tell us if it's something that hurt us, we know it's not you. If it's something that's going to hurt somebody else, we know it's not you. So, God, we thank you right now for speaking to us, your people, that we can be the gatekeepers, the distributors of the wealth that's coming to the body of Christ even now. We give you glory, we give you honor, all for the upbuilding of your kingdom, for your glory. In the mighty and precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, we pray. And we thank you again for joining us this week, and we pray God's blessings upon you as never before. Until next week, to God be all the glory, traveling, grace, and mercy throughout the week in Jesus' name.